What up, Long Beach? Welcome back to our podcast from the562.org. This is What Up Long Beach, covering everything local schools and their sports teams here in our city by the sea, enjoying a very busy time right now as the winter sports, that's basketball, baseball, wrestling, water polo, they're wrapping up. Playoffs are just around the corner and the spring sports are coming as well and we're working on our previews there. I'm JJ, he's Mike, he's Tyler. We're going to talk a little bit about some perspective adjusting stories that we've seen recently, some really good feel stuff around the community. And before that, we are going to do some recaps of what we think was going to happen in the local Moore League. That's high school sports here in Long Beach. A lot of upsets, a lot of underdogs, a lot of fun going on in the local sports scene. Mike, we are also still doing our education stories with the Long Beach Post. Yeah, we've got a lot of great stuff going on over with the Long Beach Post. Uh, you know, we were happy to win a bunch of awards for that coverage last year. Um, you can go check out all kinds of fun features from JJ and Tyler. And then you can read my story about how misinformation campaigns are uh, directing anti-abortion protests at Jordan High School, you know? So we're all having fun at the Post. <laughs> we're all Different levels of fun. <laughs> Uh, but yes, lots of good stuff going on over there. And uh, and Tyler, you know, I know you've been working hard on sponsorships and stuff. Uh, do we want to give any shout outs? Yeah, I mean, as always, you know, we got to give love to all of our uh, supporters, sponsors, advertisers, donors, uh, subscribers on Patreon, everyone that that chips in to make this community nonprofit what it is. Uh, the 562 has never been stronger, never been bigger, never covered more, uh, never had a better or wider freelance staff. I mean, really all signs are pointing up. Uh, the big thing that we have to worry about is keeping the doors open, as they say. So that's uh, due to the sponsorships that we do have. So we wanna thank everyone that's, that's contributed, stepped up and sponsored our coverage. We are looking for a few more sponsors for uh, some of our spring sports. So if you have any interest, in supporting the work that we do and making sure this your favorite sport gets the coverage that we'd love to give it be sure to send us an email you can contact me tyler at the 562.org you can also go to our support tab on our website that's going to give you a few different options for how you can support the 562 and the best part uh it's all tax deductible if you uh write us a check if you subscribe on patreon every month um, to kick us some money that is all tax deductible since we are a nonprofit. Support local news, support local nonprofits, and we hope that you'll choose to support the562.org. Diving right into it, a short episode here. We've written a lot of first time since dot 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 sentences during this winter season. It's first time since season, baby. <laughs> it is. I mean, if we could start with basketball. We had more close games between schools who usually don't play close games this season than I can ever remember since we started working in 2008, Mike. Well, 2008, uh, I believe Polly won. 2009, Jordan won. And then every other year that we've been covering high school basketball in Long Beach, Polly won the league championship. There were some co-champions in there, Milliken and Compton. Um, but this year, you know, kind of the front runners were Jordan and Lakewood, who were both 15, <laughs> you know, 14, 15 years since their last titles. Jordan ends up going. They did not go undefeated. They did lose to Lakewood on uh, Tuesday night, um, which obviously changed that. They were trying to be the first undefeated team since at least 1996 at Jordan. But they still win their first Moore League Boys Basketball Championship since 2009. They do it with Chris Francis at the helm. I wrote a column about Chris's impact that we've seen at Milliken and at Jordan. Um, that really was very Ron Massey-like. JJ and I had the, the pleasure and privilege of covering uh, Coach Massey's last couple of years in the Moore League, um, as well as the court dedication to him. And 
you know, I, I know Coach Francis considered Massey a mentor of his. He doesn't like being compared to him, but um, you know, I told him he he called me and and had some nice words to say about the column I wrote. I said, you people talk about you that same way. I know you're younger than him, you know, and you've still got a lot of years of coaching left, but he should feel great about what he did. That was not a team that got a bunch of superstar transfers in. Um, it was largely a team that was there last year, finishing sixth, fifth place in the Moore League, whatever it was, that comes out and storms their way to a league championship. They were up four games on the rest of the field going into the last week of play. One of the more remarkable turnaround seasons that we've seen and in that playoff bracket that they're in, there could be uh, could be could be more trophies to come for for J Town. We'll see. No, absolutely. Like you look at the the rankings in that division, they've consistently been near the top, Mike. So um, certainly no team in that bracket is going to be happy uh, to face the Panthers and their particular style of hoop. But but yeah, you said it well. And and making it through a gauntlet of a more league where everyone kind of beat everybody. You know, Milliken beat Lakewood and Lakewood. Uh, swept Polly and then ultimately beat Jordan, but also got swept by Wilson, who got swept by Polly, who got swept by Jordan. So it's just right. really- <laughs> I'm trying to figure out with Lisa Omer what they're doing. I think it's going to end up being like an envelope draw for seeds two through four or something because everybody beat everybody, as you said. There's no clean tiebreaker. So yeah, very very weird. And yeah, props to to J Town for for getting the job done there. And and we could see a lot more turnover next year because you know Long Beach Poly has a lot of new talent, young talent on that team that's going to get better. And obviously, longtime champions aren't just going to roll over. It looks like Milliken has with a lot of returning talent could take a step up next year. So yeah. we could be having the same conversation next year just with different teams at the top of the standings. Who knows? Now the the one the exception that proves the rule to your underdog theme, JJ, is that the Poly girls basketball team won their yeah. <laughs> won the Moore League championship again. They went undefeated again. This has happened every year from two thousand nine till now. Um, so pretty incredible. We'll have a little story up giving some uh, some more context about that this week. Well, but, the, well, uh, it, but that one you, that one's not an underdog. <laughs> if you listen to yourself, they were an underdog coming into the season. Yeah, well, I mean, look, and I think that was borne out, you know. I mean, they they end up uh, in two very uh, tight games with Lakewood. And, you know, let's be realistic. I, I saw those games. If they played one of those games when it was originally scheduled before the sit-out period when they got some transfers eligible, that game might have gone the other direction, you know. And, and you might even say that you would have expected it to. So um, you're right, absolutely. It's, it's like the um, it, It's like the swan calm on the surface, but a lot, a lot of paddling going on underneath the water, you know? <laughs> so even though uh, that may be just Carl Bugs and the Lady Jackrabbits winning another league championship, definitely some underdog energy with that poly squad that had a chip on their shoulder this year. Go ahead and uh, mark my vote for coach of the year to Carl Bugs uh, yet again. Every year. I was about. <laughs> I mean, you mean just naming the award that or. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I'll, I'll yeah I'll I'll give that the Carl Bugs coaching award given to Carl Bugs annually. I think the only two coaches that we're covering who are current Hall of Famers are Spud O'Neill, the baseball coach at Lakewood, and Carl Bugs at Poly are both in the Century Club Hall of Fame, deservedly so, obviously, overwhelmingly deservedly so. Uh, but yes, very uh, two guys who very much earned that honor for sure. And two guys who have done really interesting coaching jobs recently. It's not like they're just resting on their laurels and coasting home here. I mean, Carl Bugs getting that cha- that team uh, last season to a championship was just like, it was kind of confusing. We've seen a lot of sports, guys. It's our job. 
but we were confused a little bit as to how good he got that team so quickly. Speaking of how good programs have gotten, we were just talking about it. Milliken soccer, boys and girls, pretty impressive run through this Preposterous. Bro, Long Beach is a soccer city, a Millican soccer city, and and we're just living in it at this point. All six levels, that is boys, varsity, junior varsity, frosh soft, and girls, varsity, junior varsity, frosh soft, all won the Moore League this year. Now, that stuff has happened with a poly basketball, for example, but to do it in a sport like soccer, where sometimes that ball just bounces strange ways, to have it happen in all six league races at all six levels, that is utter domination. That is some stuff I I, I can't think of any other time a program was even close to doing something like that, let alone actually getting it done. Tino Nunez with that girls program dynasty stuff four out of the last five championships, and they lost the one of those five last year on like literally the last minute of the last game. So it could have been five in a row for them. And then Jeff Schofield and the boys program getting back on top of the heap hadn't won a more league title since 2018. And so a decorated program gets their seniors a championship uh, which is uh, which was really cool. An emotional finish to a blowout. You don't see that very often, but those Rams really celebrated that title uh, last night. Highlight videos from both of those games for the girls and boys soccer league champions. And Milliken available right now at the 562.org. Go ahead, Tyler. Yeah, no, I just wanted to shout out like, you know, soccer is the sport. Like you said, you don't know how the ball is going to bounce. And then also we've you have really tough programs in the league. You know, you look at the girls side, Polly and Wilson have both been terrific programs capable of making deep you know deep playoff runs at a top division uh wilson winning a national championship not too long ago uh in that sport so i mean you're talking genuine bona fide programs that you're having to get past at all three levels to win that so it's as much uh, a statement about the rest of the league as it is just about milliken for winning it because it's not easy and then on the boys side i mean we, we saw it the the last place team uh, Compton beat a playoff team, Wilson, and anybody on any given night could have gotten a result off any other team. Uh, definitely want to give a shout out to Pat Noyes and Cabrillo right there on the last day, a chance um, to win the league title. Ultimately, Milliken got that win, as you said, uh, JJ, to secure the championship, but a great season on the West side. Um, and, and both of those teams could be shaping up for a playoff run as well in their uh, slightly lower divisions. So uh, really just a, a fun soccer season. And yeah, props to Milliken for finding a way to get to the top of the table. I want to pose you guys two quick questions. Um, and I know it's a short episode, so we don't have a ton of time to bandy it about. But Milliken girls soccer team missing their best player, best player in the city, still wins the league championship in dominant fashion. Without allowing I, a goal. <laughs> yes. I know that the poly football team, you would say this year, could have been missing their best player and still won a league championship. What other league champions this year or last year could have you could have taken the best player in the league off of and still would have won? Hmm, that's a good question. It's a, we- they, but it really demonstrates how deep that program is to be able to do that. And as Tyler pointed out, they didn't just win the league. They dominated the league. Yeah. Maybe Poly Girls Cross Country. <laughs> yeah, that any- might this year they had an, they might have had enough margin, maybe. Yeah. Dude, I actually what's really funny is the first one that came to mind was Millican Boys Soccer right now, because they are so deep and you'd have a tough time ho- holding down who you thought would be their best player. I can think of three right now that you could convince me are their best player. And then I, I would and say then probably Wilson, um 
I'd probably say Wilson girls water polo, even if you took Maya OD off that team, I think they still probably find a way, you know, that's um, fair, but that would be obviously be a tough loss. She's a fantastic player. Yeah, um, for sure. I, but that, the depth of that program and the history, it would certainly be a lot, would have been a lot closer with, uh, with Milliken, who's uh, really having a great season, but um, that would probably be, those, yeah. those are the first two that come to mind, I guess. And then those, here's the other question on the wait, boys' wait, soccer Wait, side. wait, wait. I've got one more answer because we never talk about it. Wilson Golf. There, full, yeah, stop. full stop. <laughs> full stop. That's an evergreen <laughs> answer to that question. Um, okay, but here, here's, one, here's one that I guarantee you won't come up with. What's another more league sport we've covered besides boys' soccer where the seventh place team has beaten no. a playoff team? No, never. Never. I will be mostly because the other league, the other champion is so good or like, you know what I mean? Or like the playoff teams are so good. Um, there are, there's usually a big gap between the top half and the bottom half of more league standings. That's, that's just been yep. the case. hundred so. percent. Yeah. So yeah, interesting notes, but I just want to call attention to Tyler just shouted out the more league champion Wilson girls, water polo team. We also had coverage of the Milliken boys uh, wrestling team, winning a league championship. And then the Polly Milliken Wilson girls, wrestling team sharing the league championship it was just a really fun winner where um everyone except for compton in the more league was up for more league championship tyler mentioned cabrillo the cabrillo boys soccer team didn't win but they were in the running right up until the very last day of the season and then all of the other schools the other five schools Polly, lakewood wilson milliken jordan all won a league title so it was a really fun winner for us i know we got to go to a lot of matchups that we don't usually cover um, and it was just super exciting. You know, it, it's cool getting to spread that love around. We get annoyed. Sometimes I get annoyed by people who be like, all you do is write about poly basketball. And I'll, and I'll point out, it's like, well, they've won 13 league championships in a row. You want me to not write about them, <laughs> you know, or Wilson girls soccer has won X number of league titles in a row. So when you actually have different teams winning and competing, it's fun for us too, to get to go to big basketball games in North Long Beach, you know, like, like we're happening when we first started covering sports. Um, so that's great for us. We had a blast and I, I the, certainly we had our uh, most readers we've ever had on our website in the winter. So it looks like people had a blast as well. So here comes the CIF playoffs, basketball and soccer being released this weekend. We will have the live releases at the 562.org on our social channels and stories later that day. We're also going to have a podcast next week to preview what we think is going to happen and the road it's going to take for the teams we just talked about to have some playoff success. And like we said in the last episode of the podcast, you know, we don't really know because the playoffs have changed so much since we've talked uh, about playoff equity and size of school and all of that stuff. We don't really know if a hotly contested league season like we had here, kind of unprecedented, will lead to playoff success or will teams be limping into the postseason? So interesting to check that out. Uh, before we get out of here, I do. I have breaking news. Breaking news. Uh, Coach Richie coming back to Lakewood football. Hey, that's awesome. He was there under Mac. He's been at Cerritos the last couple of years, and uh, Coach Atupo has officially got uh, Coach Richie back. So all our old school Lakewood football guys, I know they'll be fired up for that. That's cool. That's to have Coach, Coach Richie back in the fold. Love to hear that. That is fantastic. Awesome. All right. Uh, well, there you go. There's a feel-good story. Perfect segue. So feel-good stories, perspective-adjusting stories, things that we've come across in the last few days or weeks that kind of makes you go, 
okay, that's a that's a splash of cold water on the face, and I kind of needed that. Mike, I thought you did an incredible job with the column after the uh, services and memorial for Keith Hansen, friend of the podcast, friend of friend of everybody who ever met him because he was such a right. great champion for Long Beach sports, and just just talking about like being of service to each other and that community feel, man, that was. Uh, that was a lot of feels at Wilson High School on Saturday, and you did a great job covering up, man. Thanks, man. I, you know, I'm a, a weird function of this job is I go to a dozen or two funerals a year just for, you know, Century Club friends of ours, um, unfortunately, athletes sometimes that we're covering um, or older athletes, you know, pass away. And they always are a bit of a perspective adjuster for me um, and a reminder that we only get the one go around. But Keith's service was just so uplifting and warm and such a great testament to the kind of guy that he was. Um, and so I wanted to write about that. And and uh, I'm glad you felt like I was able to kind of capture that. I got a really nice note from his uh, wife today about it as well. Um, but, you know, ch check that out on the website, man, and just think about it. Like the three of us are people who've chosen the jobs that we have, not the highest paying jobs in the world, not the highest paying jobs we could take, but because we believe genuinely in giving back and, and serving kids and, and helping to bring up the next generation, which now is like the second or third generation that we're around to watch coming up in Long Beach. And, you know, I'll be honest, like I, I've got a lot of family obligations, a lot of other stuff in my life. And, and I can get to feeling for sure on a random Wednesday, like, ugh. I got to go do this thing, you know, and that service was a great reminder to me that um, we, we all, all three of us, but me too, like we chose these jobs for a reason. Um, and, you know, it's a get to job, not a have to job. Um, and that service for sure was a great reminder for me. And as you said, JJ, a perspective adjuster on just being happy and positive and grateful for the stuff that we get to, uh, to do for other people. Well, and, and to build off that, Mike, I don't think that, what we've been able to accomplish here uh, with the 562 and 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 broader just in our overall careers uh, would have been possible without, you know, people like Keith Hansen, you know, where that really care about the Long Beach community, upholding the traditions, um, really wanting the programs to succeed and there to be opportunities uh, for athletes. So um, it's just a, a reminder to kind of make, you know, a meaningful impact and not look for anything in return, you know, just make it about, um, the giving, you know what I mean? There was a, yep, this exactly. is going to sound kind of lame, but um, it's a, a fortune cookie that I got that I've always hung on to because it really like, I don't know, just the way it was worded, it was simple and it really hit me. If you continuously give, you will continuously have. And I, I've kind of tried to like live by that, you know, where it's like, don't worry about what someone can do for you or what you're getting back from something, put good out into the world and you'll end up being surrounded by good. And um, I felt, I felt like, you know, Keith's memory was surrounded by good because of the life that he lived and all the hours that he put in to make Long Beach a better place. And Long Beach is better because of Keith Hansen. Well said, bro. Yeah, absolutely. Well said. Um, but yeah, my perspective adjuster is a lot less serious, but still something that I think about a lot uh, while covering sports and specifically the amateur sports scene and the community here in Long Beach. A Reuters feature about Jackson Christ, uh, sophomore from Milliken, big man on campus. He's the center on the basketball team. He's a middle blocker for his elite club. Uh, he's a great outside hitter for uh, Milliken boys volleyball, and he's just a great kid. I'm watching a Milliken Jordan basketball game a couple weeks ago, um, and Milliken's getting beat, not handily, but you know they're going to lose the game. 
Um, and he's still running back on defense. He's still hustling. And that's a big frame to be carrying. It's like 6'10". It's a big frame to be carrying around the court. And Jordan likes to run. So they're running up for what looks to be an open layup, but in flies Jackson Chris for the block. He set a uh, tie day high school record with 20 blocks against Compton earlier this season, uh, probably going to set the single season record for blocks. So that's nothing new for him, right? That's kind of what he does. But instead of celebrating the block or running back down the floor, not caring that the Jordan player he just blocked was lying on the floor, not injured, but went to the floor pretty hard. Uh, Chris turned around in full stride and asked the kid, are you okay? And they kind of like traded a look and a nod. And then Chris continues to run down the floor, catches the ball in stride and lays it up for points of his own. And it was one of those moments where I was like, it's not that I think that he's like better than other people because he asks if someone's okay or he carries himself a certain way or whatever. But I think that's just what exactly what you were talking about, Tyler, where if you do put good into the world, good will surround you. And as a sophomore says in this article, quote, like, I don't see anything wrong with checking on somebody else who also loves this sport, who also wants to represent their school, who isn't really that different than me. He's like, I don't want to use my energy on hating that person. I actually do care if they're okay. And I think, honestly, me, JJ, I think that makes him a better player. I think not being caught up in the other stuff. Some people use that as motivation, and I'm not taking anything away from that. But like having the wherewithal to care for a person when you're also trying to beat the bleep out of them and like blocking and dunking and the stuff that this kid does on a a game to game basis is like some of the more physical things, some of the more challenged things, some of the more, quote, manly things, if you will. And uh, and he doesn't take that alpha attitude any further than it needs to be taken. And he's 16 freaking years old. And he speaks with such poise and class about something that like we celebrate it when a professional athlete helps another professional athlete up off the floor. It's like, shouldn't we be doing that to each other all the time? So good on you, Jackson Christ, for being more adult than most adults <laughs> well said yeah the the that's great sportsmanship while also uh having a heaping mound of competitiveness as well he's not taking it easy on you nope. he's just respecting you while also trying to beat you so yeah that's a that's a tough balance to get to but um shout out to him for having it at such a at such a young age uh, and you know for me my sort of feel good moment for recently was watching our guy who we remember uh, when he was just a fresh-faced ninth or 10th grader uh, who we knew as John, John Smith, uh, who has now completely revolutionized himself as uh, an internet personality, a football player, and a human being, really. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, talk about someone that uh, has a reputation for putting good out into the world, whatever community he's playing in, whether it's back in his home state, uh, in uh, Pittsburgh, where he started his career, and now in Kansas City, uh, where he does a lot in the community and uh, also does a lot on the football field. Unfortunately, he had that knee injury in the uh, AFC Championship game, so hopefully this extra week of recovery will get him back close to 100%. A little uh, birdie told me that he'll be fine for the Super Bowl, so... Okay. Um, <laughs> Knock on wood. Put that on the little birdie. Are you going to shoot that out, or is that a? No, that was a. a we'll leave that on the pod and between us. How about that? Pod only. But that's great news. I'm 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 excited for him uh, taking on the Eagles. So um, we'll we'll see if Juju can bring a, another ring home to home to Long Beach, and at the very least, continuing uh, the city's connection to the Super Bowl. And it'll be fun to watch him play on the big stage. 
We got to get out of here, get back to our stuff. We've got those spring previews around the corner. That's baseball, softball, everything else going on this spring. The most busy season here in Long Beach. And we were going to have, we are going to have a preview for every sport, every school, every team. So you know what to look forward to. Also getting ready for our annual photo shoot. One of our favorite days of the year for the baseball and the softball teams. Uh, a lot of stuff going on at the 562.org. So much so that we can't list it all right here. So make sure you get to the website. Smash that subscribe button. Tell your friends, tell your family, follow us on all of the social medias and make sure that you know what's going on in Long Beach sports because it's right here. It's easy. We do it for you. Also, JJ, quickly before we go, we are coming up on our five-year anniversary of the 562.org. So we'll be sort of celebrating that and doing a special five-year anniversary fundraiser to support the work that we do at the 562. It's been a wild topsy-turvy five years uh, with a lot of uh, things going on in the world, but we're blessed to still be around covering Long Beach sports. Uh, So definitely look out for that and uh, help us celebrate our five-year anniversary of the 562. All right, that's it for us, as we always say, and we'll be true. We'll see you in the stands, Long Beach. Take care. Peace.